As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. D5050. That's 844-SAD-5050. South Pacific Sleep Lab. Start resting easy and sleeping sound today. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. California headline news, Salt Lake City police say the owner of a house where officers were digging last night is a person of interest as the search continues for 23-year-old California native Mackenzie Lueck. The woman disappeared after taking a lift ride to a park north of Salt Lake. Police still consider the case a missing person investigation. Three Californians among the ten participating tonight in night two of the Democratic presidential debate in Miami. Senator Kamala Harris, Congressman Eric Swalwell, and Los Angeles-based author Marianne Williamson will be on stage. All three say health care is their main area of focus. Governor Newsom says today's U.S. Supreme Court ruling rejecting a citizenship question on the 2020 census is an attempt by the Trump administration to intimidate immigrants from participating. Newsom says the citizenship question would cut the state's population count by one and a half million. Partly cloudy across the state today, clearing tomorrow, and an increase in winds in the deserts. Jeff Mudd, California, Headline News. You can't feel the thrill of doing something by watching someone else do it. You gotta get out there and do it for yourself. That's why Firestone is offering up its industry-leading 90-day buy-and-try guarantee. Try our durable, dependable tires out for 90 days, and if you're not satisfied, we'll refund or replace them for you. So what do you have to lose? Absolutely nothing. Whatever you drive, drive a Firestone. Conditions apply. See FirestoneTire.com for details. Right now at Kohl's, shop hundreds of epic deals, no coupons needed. Plus, get Kohl's cash, $10 for every $50 spent. Stock up on patriotic tees for the family, starting at only $6.99. Get swimwear for the family, starting at $11.99. Men's flip-flops are $9.99. And the big one bath towel or pillow is just $2.99. It's not your everyday sale. This Wednesday through Sunday at Kohl's. Select style, see store or kohls.com for details. 
NBC News Radio. I'm Brian Shook. Another 10 Democratic presidential contenders will face off tonight in round two of the first Democratic presidential debate. Tonight's showdown features frontrunners Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders. Other top candidates on the stage will be South Bend Mayor Pete Buttigieg and Senator Kamala Harris. The House is overwhelmingly passing a bill to provide emergency funding to migrants at the border. The bill was approved by the Republican-controlled Senate yesterday. Some Democrats were not happy about having to vote on the Senate bill because it lacked protections for migrants. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi calls the Supreme Court's ruling on a controversial census question a mixed verdict. The Chief Justice is saying that there wasn't sufficient justification from the Commerce Department for the citizenship question. Talking with reporters at the Capitol today, Pelosi said it would be bad if minorities did not participate in the census because of a question about U.S. citizenship. Former Secretary of State Rex Tillerson says he had to simplify foreign policy information for an inattentive President Trump. In transcripts from a closed House meeting last month, Tillerson said he also had to frequently deal with diplomatic end runs by Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner. Kushner is a top White House advisor. Tillerson also outlined a lack of cohesion in the White House. Tillerson is a former CEO of ExxonMobil. Trump fired his first Secretary of State in a tweet in March of last year. Tom Roberts, NBC News Radio. Southwest Airlines says its Boeing 737 MAX airplanes will be out of service until at least October. The airline is the largest operator of the Boeing MAX jetliner in the United States, with 34 in its fleet. Southwest previously had planned to have the jets back in service by Labor Day, but extended cancellations due to uncertainties about when the FAA will allow the MAX planes to return to service. The move will cause 150 cancellations daily. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control over your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-298-8662. That's 800-298-8662. Are you ready for a new experience? To see life from another point of view. New hope, new expression, new joy. This is your radio hour. Welcome to Viewpoint with Father John. And welcome, friends. You are tuned to KCAA Radio, 1050 AM, 102.3 FM, 106.5 FM, or on the World Wide Web on KCAARadio.com. This is Viewpoint with Father John. And I'm your host, Father John Reed. By the way, you can follow Viewpoint with Father John on both Instagram and Facebook. So check in, see what we're doing. It's uh, always fun to follow the program. And when we have workshops coming up and such, uh, it's always good to, uh, to check in and attend those. Speaking of which, I want to thank everyone who attended last Saturday's workshop. We had a wonderful time. I always love working with Elizabeth Preston and Dr. John Smith. So we had a lot of fun, and I've got some great feedback. 
All of God's children are endowed with extraordinary purpose and ability. I'm on a quest to help as many as possible in fully realizing their divinely inspired potential. Disposing a false narrative and embracing genuineness inspires clarity of purpose. My role is to help overcome self-imposed limitations in realizing one's spiritual potential. And friends, I want to tell you about a great place for relaxation in Claremont called Olive, Spa, uh, Olive Massage Spa. If you want a relaxing massage in a clean and safe environment, then you want to go make your appointment right now with my friends at Olive Massage. Uh, this is where I go when I'm having all the aches from all the driving I do and my muscles are just really giving me a bad time. In fact, I always make sure that I see Mary. Gabby sends me to see Mary. And just think of it, a whole hour for just $40, an hour and a half for $60, and do tip, please. And so it's just a little bit of heaven on earth. So if you want to contact them for an appointment, call area code 909 398 0067. Again, that's 909-398-0067 for your appointment. They're just off the 10 Freeway on Indian Hill Boulevard in Claremont. Tell them Father John sent you. You'll be glad you did. And I'd like to invite you to buy a copy of my book, Close Your Eyes So You Can See Me, which is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online bookstores. The idea behind it is we do not need one more ounce of self-improvement, what we need is self-discovery, and that we're all God's children. God does not have stepchildren. So get your copy today. And remember, if Home Depot already has up their decorations for Christmas, you can start shopping now for your friends and family. Get them a copy of that book. All right. Tonight, I'm very excited. We have a really, really exciting guest tonight, although there's some tragic circumstances involved. Uh, her name is uh, Michelle Tyler. She is in a road show. Uh, it's a tribute band, uh, and it's a show for Fleetwood Mac. She plays Stephen Nicks, and uh, I hear through the community that she's very talented, but she also knows what it is to go through the pain of the loss of a child due to opiates. So, Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I've been looking forward to it. And I, I'm glad you're here. I, I've heard wonderful things about you. I, you have quite a fan base. I don't know if you know that. You probably do know that. but uh, <laughs> I have a lot of friends out there. Well, well, I understand that you do your part so well that Stevie Nicks herself invited you backstage and mm -hmm. um, invited you to take over for her. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, think I, I, I don't think she was really serious, but it was cute. She, uh, she told me, she said, you guys sounded so good. Um, because anytime you want to take over, just let me know because I've about had it. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Well, that's yeah. quite a compliment. I, I've done yeah. theater throughout the years. I not always radio. I've done live theater, and so I personally get what a compliment that is. Where she's joking yeah. or not, it's quite a compliment. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was a it was a really cool a cool mo moment that I will never forget. That's for sure. Now you've been a musician and singer pretty much your whole life. Is that correct? Yeah, pretty pretty much. You know, started off playing in bands when I was, you know, pretty young, and kind of became professional probably, you know, just out of out of high school. Um, you know, so I I have been I have been uh, working as a musician, yeah, just about all of my life. You know, I'm I'm very lucky. Wow, that's to be able to do that. Now, where did you grow up? I actually was born in Los Angeles. I'm a native, one of those few. I mean, you know, people that. 
are still here. I mean, that's great. I love Los Angeles. It's my hometown. But um, mm-hmm. I grew up in uh, the community of La Puente. Oh, um, yes. Very familiar. San Gabriel Valley. Yes, my brother, my, my older brother still lives there. Oh, my goodness. By chance, are you speaking on speakerphone? Yes. Would it be better for me not to be? Yeah. It, okay, it, it, okay. Hold on. My, my sound operator. Okay. There we go. My, my sound engineer is looking at me like... Uh, say something. <laughs> okay. All right. Is that is that better? Is oh, that better? for my English teacher listening, that's more better. So okay. So okay. thank you. No uh, problem. You know, I used to live for a number of years because my parish was in Arcadia, but the mm-hmm. the uh, rectory was in West Covina. So I lived right mm-hmm. on the border on Temple Nazusa, that area, not at St. Martha's. That's the Roman Church. I'm Eastern Orthodox. But okay. um, so I, I, know I know right where that. I know right where that's at. I used to for a while. I lived. Uh, Right on, uh, over by Woodside Village area. Oh my goodness, I was on Woodgate. <laughs> we <laughs> were, were neighbors. neighbors. <laughs> yeah. My goodness. So, um, so you've been in show business most of your life. Mm-hmm. Gone professional. Mm-hmm. You get married. You have a family, mm-hmm. and then the uh, one of the loves of your life, your daughter, Lacey. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Uh, she, now she got involved with with uh, painkillers through an injury, or how, how did she get involved? No, no, no. Uh, she was just um, like at that age when mm-hmm. these kind of drugs were kind of coming into the party scene. I would say like a uh, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Okay. And, um, she, uh, you know, high school kids. I mean, they 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 drink. You know, they drink some. They smoke some pot. You know, they usually the phase they just go through you know um but unfortunately um some of those uh, types of uh, opiates uh oxycontin especially uh is very plentiful sure. and i i you know i don't use it i've never used it i've never had it mm-hmm. but um and that's why i was maybe a little naive to it in the beginning but um i guess it was uh, pretty easy to come by and the kids you know yeah. says, oh how bad could it be you know it's like prescription drug you know it's a pill it's you know right and i've seen a lot of people with a lot of trouble from in fact we used to call it uh shopping at your neighbor's uh medicine cabinet Uh and a lot of kids were doing that and they would go to a party and they just put on a coffee table what everybody got and many Uh times they didn't know what it was it's just a uh pill bottle that Uh was in uh, mom and dad's medicine cabinet yeah i've 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 heard those stories um Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have those, I don't use those kind of drugs, and I, uh, you know, I mean, the drugs that I have are, are pretty benign, like, hormones. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody wants those. Yeah. <laughs> um, except maybe other middle-aged women, I don't, I don't know, but, um, no, uh, it was, it was really quite, um, kind of took us by surprise when we sure. found out, yes. And it does a lot of parents, and... Usually a lot, my experience has been, because I worked in adolescent addiction for a number of years, mm-hmm. is that sometimes this could really get uh, started in a way that is seemingly pretty innocent. You know, they're hanging out with friends and, and they're not going out to be bad kids. They're right. just trying to get a change in their uh, way of seeing things, a, a little change in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And they see others doing it and it seems like a good idea at the time. Right. <laughs> with, which... And there's peer pressure too, you know. Yes. Like, uh, it's like, oh, come on, you know, it's cool, you know, we all do it, you know, it's not going to kill you. Pens, 
print prick that we used to say. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about the development. So, uh, so she started experimenting with friends and doing some of this stuff. How, how does the story unfold, if you don't mind sharing it? No, no, I don't mind at all. Um, well, you know, we, we, we found out that, that she was using when we got a, my husband is a, he's a musician as well, and uh, mm-hmm. we got a call, like at you know, midnight, you know, she was out with her friends. By this time, she was out of, she was out of high school, maybe, you know, 2009, and she was still living at home and, you know, going to junior college. And um, We got a call and, uh, from the uh, police station. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was like, oh, this can't be, I mean, it's like, what? Huh? And they said, yeah, we've got your daughter. We, we arrested her. Um, she was found with her boyfriend in the car. Um, and uh, they pulled him over for an expired, uh, <laughs> expired tag on the car, actually. <laughs> and uh, when the boyfriend saw the uh, police lights come on, well, whatever OxyContin he had in his pocket, which was a couple pills, he just took them. He just took them before the police could even come, and my daughter was really scared, and she had, like, a, a pill. That's it. She had one pill on her, and she panicked, and she didn't do that. She stepped it in her boot, and I guess when they put the light on the car, they saw that, that she went down, you know, and did something. And yes. so, you know, they, they searched it. They had reasonable search, and they found this OxyContin, and... um you know, it's a, it's, it's a Schedule 1 drug, you know, and so mm-hmm. they arrested her. And uh, my husband and I were just like, we, we couldn't even believe it. I mean, it's just like, you know, we had no idea. Sure. And so, um, so you know, of course, we're like, well, what should we do? And we get the police that it was too late to get her out. It was already after midnight. All the bail bonds were closed. So they actually, because it was, you know, I don't know, maybe because, the area we live in, which is a really nice part of the um, Canal Valley, whatever. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know why they released her on her own reconnaissance, but they did. Wow. And, and she was yeah. underage. Uh, she was, well, let's see. She was, uh, yeah, she was. Well, wow. no, I mean, she was over She was over 18. Oh, okay, okay. Then it was legal for them to release her. My, my yeah. misunderstanding, I thought she was a little younger than that. Okay. No, no, she was. She was born in 1990, so by 2019, she was 19. Right, right. Your phone's going in and out just a little bit. Uh, uh-huh. And so um, you had the experience with the police phone call, so I, I'm guessing uh-huh. afterwards there's like a, a family meeting or, or what took place? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because she, because she, was, she was just beside herself. She was sobbing and crying and she, she was embarrassed she was she was you know everything and you know of course you know oh I, you know i don't want to do this i never want to go she spent the night in jail you know and she, i never want to be back there again and you know uh you know we just thought maybe at that point it was a really stupid thing uh, and you know we're going to move on from this but of course we had to go to court and we had to get a lawyer and the lawyer was able i don't know how he did it but he was able to to a misdemeanor if right. she went to like a uh, counseling, whatever it is, like a DUI school for mm-hmm. drugs. And then all she, she had to do was with this eye, and she had to go to this uh, drug school, 
like, uh, you know, once a week or twice a week or something in, like, you know, three months and then come back to court and mm-hmm. show that she had completed it. And then she was going to get off. Okay. She's going to be the end of it. That's not exactly what ended up happening. Uh, she went to the drug school in the valley, in the park, and at the drug school, she went to the drug class, as she said, at the school. It turned out to be like a drug school mm-hmm. because she ended up meeting a whole bunch of people that were there for the same reason, that had gotten in trouble, and the majority of them did not want to stop. Right. And so she like met a long group of friends at this drug club. And during the break, they go out and, you know, we have to man, you know, the idea of, of taking these extra collections and how much they liked it. And, and she didn't finish the drug class. Right. I, I'm going to interrupt for just a second. Uh, the phone's going in and out really bad, so we're, we're missing a lot of words, and we're just coming up to our first commercial break. So if you would, while we're at cur- commercial, if you call us right back, that way we get a stronger signal, if possible. Yeah, you, you, you do sound a little a little fuzzy on my end. Yeah, so so I think we have a, a uh, some bad signals, but we'll be back in two and two. You're listening to Viewpoint with Father John, and uh, my guest is Michelle Tyler. We'll be back in two and two. The loss of a loved one is one of the most challenging experiences in a person's life. It's hard to know where to turn to make your loved one's final arrangements. Jesse Ruiz at Personal Funeral Planning in Ontario will treat you and your loved one with the respect you deserve. Jesse served in the Marine Corps in Desert Storm and understands what it takes to provide loyal, personalized, and empathetic service to those who need it most. The families of Michael Jackson, Brittany Murphy, and 9000 IWCMotorsports.com. On the air because they truly care. And welcome back. You are tuned to KCAA Radio, 1050 AM, 102.3 FM, 106.5 FM, or on the World Wide Web at kcaaradio.com. This is Viewpoint with Father John. I am your host, Father John Reed. By the way, brothers and sisters, I do want to remind you that this is a listener-supported program. So if you like what you're hearing, please go to viewpointwithfatherjohn.com. Click on the support button and give whatever you can. For those of you who have been supporting this program financially, I thank you. Also, I want to invite you to go see my friends at Olive Massage in Claremont. Uh, for $40, you get a full hour massage. It's clean. It's safe. They don't do anything you're not supposed to do there. It's where I personally go when I really need to relax and, and get rid of all those muscles. And I'll tell you, it's like they have psychic abilities. They find every night I walk out of there a new man. So call 909 398 0067. Again, that's area code 909-398-0067. They're just off the 10 freeway on Indian Hill Boulevard in the city of Claremont. Tell them Father John sent you. You'd really be glad you did. And my guest this night, this evening, is Michelle Tyler. And she is yep. a musician and, and a singer. And she's in a show uh, that is a tribute to Fleetwood Mac. She plays Stevie Nicks. And we're talking about the very serious thing that happened to her daughter, Lacey. Very, mm-hmm. It's truly heartbreaking. And the reason we're talking about tonight is because every family can go through this. Mm-hmm. I want to say that one more time. Every 
family can go through this. It doesn't care where you come from. It doesn't care what your financial situation is. This is a disease. I've buried more children this last year due to fentanyl than um, anything else. And it breaks my heart. I cry myself sleep every time. And so, uh, Michelle, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I hear you so much better. Oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> I, I, I think we can go for, for a uh, record album on that one. So I'm sorry <laughs> okay. I had to do that being that you're a musician. That's all right. So, okay. Um, how did things progress? You, she met people in, in the DUI school that were mm -hmm. committed to their disease. And when I say mm -hmm. that, I mean they're committed to getting high. And right. so she made new connections for connections. Would that be correct? Yes, yeah, that, that, that's about right. And... Uh, she didn't uh, complete her her um, her court ordered um, DUI school, and right. so of course she had to go back. And she, we got her, she got had a public defender at, at that time, and uh, uh, she appeared for the judge. And you know it was it was a fa fairly lenient court because she was actually it was actually the Malibu the Malibu courthouse, and oh, I okay. and I think they go a lot easier. On people, that I just do. I just believe that they're, that they're a little more celebrity um, kids, right? Yes, yes, I believe so. And um, so the, the judge, you know, he he, you know, he told her, you know, you've got to go back again. You, you know, we're going to give you one more chance at it, you know. And so we had to pay. She didn't have a job, of course, and we had mm -hmm. to pay another, you know, five hundred dollars or whatever, whatever cost. And um, she went back, and uh, she didn't finish the second time. Wow, and uh, went back to court. The judge was pretty mad, and the public defender was pretty mad, and mm -hmm. you know we were upset. And um, you know she she told me that she wasn't using, or you know she wasn't using much, or I you know I I can't even you know it's kind of a blur at that time. Sure. But but at about that time, I you know because she was living here, I had discovered. Um, like, like burnt spoons, sure. Uh, foil missing foil and burnt foil. Mm -hmm. And I would look under her bed, and I mean, I had to start snooping. I didn't like doing that, but I, I kind of had to do that. Sure. And I found like burnt foil with black residue on it, and so I found heroin. little tiny, little tiny straws. Yes. Mm -hmm. But what she had started doing, and what what her friends started doing, is they started smoking. Right. The heroin. Um, once again, thought it was probably safer um, than injecting it. And, you know, yes and no. I mean, yes. I mean, needles bring other kinds of diseases and, of course, you know, uh, quicker, you know, um, euphoria. But smoking it, and I became very educated on all of this stuff. Okay. It was very, very bad. Um, very bad. Uh, could lead to all kinds of. Uh, pulmonary problems and mm -hmm. you know and just as addicting yes. and so of course you know we told her she had to go to a rehab mm -hmm. and what happened was over the next four or five years I think she was in and out of rehab right. just it was a revolving door and when she went you know I believe she meant it I believe she really and I believe addict yeah, that's what happened to her so many times Sure. I, I've seen that many times through the years. Like I said, I worked in adolescent addiction for a number of years, and mm -hmm. it can either be heartbreaking work or it can be exhilarating. Yeah. Uh, very 
very few times was it in between because either the kids are doing really well or, or the kids aren't. Right. And that's true. That's right. And we're talking about a disease. We're not talking about, you know, if you're eating too much sugar, you stop eating too much sugar. I mean, unless you have a serious addiction to it. Mm-hmm. But these drugs take control of you so that your body says, I have to have that. Yeah, and and it's not kidding. Right. It's serious. No, I mean, she, she, she was pretty, her and I, uh, you know, I mean, you know, you know what it's like. It's, you've, you've seen the dynamics with, with children that use drugs and their parents. It's very, very difficult. Right. And um, they, they can be manipulative. They can split up marriages, you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But she was, she was always pretty honest with, with us um, about, about her using and about how she felt. Sure. Whether we like to hear it or not. And, um, you know, when... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A couple times when she was sober, I, I knew she hadn't been sober for a few weeks or even a month. Mm-hmm. And she told me, she goes, Mom, you know, it's like when it comes on, it's like it's like it's this, this, this voice in my head. It's like this devil yes. that sits on my shoulder. And and when something happens, and of course, we, we know that as triggers, mm-hmm. and triggers can be a number of things, can be persons, places, things, smells, you know. Uh, but when a trigger would happen and the little voice in her head would say, you really want to get high, huh? She said, Mom, I, I can't say no. And I, and I would just find that I would say, what do you mean you can't say no? She said, Mom, it's like taking a breath. I can't. I literally cannot stop. And she was telling you the truth. We, we used oh, to know. describe it that drug addiction is a little bit like dancing with a gorilla. Mm-hmm. You're not done dancing until the gorilla's done dancing. And if, exactly. at first you don't know you're in trouble, the gorilla's cute, you have plans for the evening, and you go to sit down, and the gorilla says it doesn't want to sit, you don't sit. And right. then the gorilla says it wants to tango, you say, I don't know how, and the gorilla doesn't care, you tango. That, that's, that's, that's really a good analogy, yes. Yeah. And it's painful for those of us watching someone we love dancing with the gorilla, we're going hysterical, and we try to get in the cage and get between the, the attic and the gorilla, and we get our arms and legs pulled off. We wonder what happened. Well, right, that's it, true. And and you know, and the thing is that 
and I'm, you know, since you work with with addicts and you worked in rehabs and what have you, you mm-hmm. know, it's, you know, it's really other people don't really have con- any control, right, o- over this, and and it's very hard. You know, I went, we went to Al-Anon, good, and and you know, Al-Anon, I highly recommend Al-Anon. Good, good program. Um, helped us a lot, but you know, I went to this parent focus group that was um, primarily well, it was all parents or relatives, you know, uh, and the focus, even though Al-Anon is an alcoholic-based program, sure, um, it was really all drugs. You know, everybody mm-hmm. there, with their children were on either, you know, meth or heroin or whatever. And, you know, one of the things that that they tried telling us is that, you know, they're not over till they're over, and you can't control it, and yet... Is newbie parents going to Al-Anon or anybody out there that I just want to tell them that this is, you have to listen, you have to listen because, um, you know, it's like, um, oh, I lost my train of thought here. It's like, you're, you're not, you're not in control of them. Right. And you have to, you have to be strong. You have to give them the dignity to, mm-hmm. to discover sobriety on, on their own and nothing you're going to do. Screaming, yelling, throwing them out, bringing them back, enabling them, and it, I know what I can tell you. It seems it seems like it's counterintuitive parenting. Yes. Because when we raise our children, they fall down, they hurt themselves. What do we do? We pick them up. We tell them, "Poor kid," you know. We we, we do what we can for them. Right. But when they're under the the addiction monster, um. You know, you you have to embrace almost counter parenting because yes, you know. Well, yeah, because we love them to death, and um, yes, and it's yes, it's right, painful. exactly, and and it and it's really really hard. And you come out of there the first couple times, and you think, wow, they're not telling me uh, how to how to get my kids sober. And then you have to realize, you right. know, this is for you. Your yes. your child has to you know go through that. But this is for you, and I highly recommend it to parents who are struggling with this. Go, go and listen. I agree, and there's another program called Naranon as well. Yes, yes, Naranon. Yes, and, I've um, been there. I've been there too. Because I still do private counseling on the on the side. I, I have some clients. When I I get people who are dealing with people with any type of addiction, whether it's alcoholism or other drug addiction, I. Mm-hmm constantly remind them of the three C's and the three C's are this. You can't, you didn't cause it. You can't control it. You can't cure it. Yes. And, yes, I've heard that, heard that many times. and when you're a parent, you mm-hmm. think you're supposed to be doing all three of those. Right. And that's, you, why, that's why I said it seems, it seems at first counterintuitive to, yes. to counter parenting. Mm-hmm. But you know, from my own experience, that is, it's so true. Well, because you're not just you're not just fighting your child; you're fighting the monster that has your child, mm-hmm. and the child isn't doing this at this point because they want to; right. they're doing it because they cannot not do it. Right. And that's, that's the true. physical part of the addiction that I think a lot of people don't understand. And and people who've never dealt with addiction, they say, "Well, if you're just better parents, or you just were stricter," and they don't yeah. realize that doesn't help. You can't control no. this. No. No, you really can't. You really can't. And, and the kids get really clever and innovative and, and what they're and ways that they get it and they're not doing it because they want to be bad, they're doing it because they're trying to survive. Yeah. At that point, yes. 
absolutely. You know, it, and, and what you're saying about it being a disease, it is absolutely a disease. It's a brain disease. Yes. And, um, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a disease. I think I looked it up at one point, and I think I said it's 97% fatal. Yes. I, I believe that's, that's what not, CDC is putting out, yes. And it's not a very promising um, prognosis. That's true. But there is hope for recovery. Yes, there uh, is, and some people do it. I, I, I know I know people who do it. But, they, but you know, once, once a person, an alcoholic or a drug addict, is, is a drug addict or a alcoholic, mm-hmm. they have to stay very close to the sober world, to the sober network of friends. Yes. They have to know that they will always be an addict or always be an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And... You know, they're they're only X amount of you know uh, triggers away from relapsing again, and and you know I'm sure you've heard that some people can go even years yes without relapsing, and then they relapse and they die because they even do a smaller amount than what they were used to, right? And their body is not accustomed to it. And one thing that we've discovered scientifically, this is evidence based. Mm-hmm is that alcoholism and drug addiction, um, even while the addict and alcoholic are sober, continues to grow. That mm-hmm. it, it doesn't stop where, they, where the person stopped using. It continues to grow in them. And so when they pick up again, they don't pick up where they left off. They pick up as though they've been doing it the whole time. That's why you see somebody just barely using anything, and they die quickly. Right. Because exactly. the body has been progressing the disease in the body has been progressing uh and it's like a diabetic who gives up insulin at the last moment they go into a coma and you think well they didn't even have a donut well yeah but their body was used to this and now they're doing this so it and it is that medically important and it's not something that can be fixed with the head I, I I really have a tough time with some of these programs that are on television right now that say you know, uh, you know, couple of weeks stay and a couple of week follow ups and you're mm-hmm. cured. There is no cure. No, no, and you know, I and 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 people, you know, here's another thing too. I mean, um, I've seen I've seen so. I mean, rehabs are great. There's some that are better than others. Right. There's some sober houses that are better than others. Yes. But there's also, I, I also have a problem with a lot of um, uh, um, the, 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 the capitalistic, uh, you know, um, uh, thing of running sober houses and running rehabs. There's so many people, there's so many of them out there making money off this, and there's so many people that are addicted. Mm-hmm. It's become an industry. And, and a lot of times these, these sober houses, at least one couple of them that my daughter was in that I could afford right. because it's very expensive and insurance doesn't cover it. Right. Um, were anything but sober. Right. And they're and flop houses. It's just a, it's just a it's just a revolving door. You know, they go in there and it, once again they just meet up with other people and it, I tell you it's really frustrating and it's just so sad. I mean, mm-hmm. my husband and I we we tried everything. I mean, we we really did, but you know. I, I don't want people, if they're listening, to think that to give up hope or there's no hope. Because, like I said, it, it, it's, a, it's a very, and like you said, it's a very poor prognosis. But there, but people do beat it. Yes. And you just ha- you have to have a good support system. 
And, you know, a lot of faith-based systems mm-hmm. seem to work for people. And yes. um, my daughter was in, um, she went to a, a, a Jewish rehab, and mm-hmm. she liked it. And Good. it was, she was very close to the community there. And it, she was actually, that was the longest rehab she was in. Good. And we're not even Jewish. <laughs> but, <laughs> Oy not even Jewish, but... But she liked it, and 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 they take they they took you know it wasn't just Jewish people, and sure. she she did well there, and you know you you just wonder um, what else you could have done, but I certainly don't have the all the answers. I don't. And those are questions we never have the answer to. Uh, no. I can't tell you how many parents I've sat with. I've done the funeral for their child, and there really there is no good answer. Uh, no. We need to take our next break. Uh, you are listening to Viewpoint with Father John. My guest this evening is Michelle Tyler, and we'll be back in two and two. The loss of a loved one is one of the most challenging experiences in a person's life. It's hard to know where to turn to make your loved one's final arrangements. Jesse Ruiz at Personal Funeral Planning in Ontario will treat you and your loved one with the respect you deserve. Jesse served in the Marine Corps in Desert Storm and understands what it takes to provide loyal, personalized, and empathetic service to those who need it most. The families of Michael Jackson, Brittany Murphy, Ed McMahon, and many others have trusted Jesse to provide them with the highest level of service and support. To work with Jesse, call 909-762-4027, 909-762-4027, or visit their website, www.4pfp.org. www.4pfp, as in personal funeral planning.org. Jesse Ruiz and Personal Funeral Planning, veteran-owned and operated, helping you plan a personal, lasting tribute for your loved one. www.4pfp.org. This is Dick from Carpet Masters. Carpet Masters has been serving the Inland Empire for over 55 years. Carpet Masters uses extraction cleaning for your carpet because... My guest this evening is uh, none other than Michelle Tyler, and... um, we're talking about the addiction that our children can suffer from and can die from. And before we went to commercial break, we're talking about, you know, not all rehabs are created equal and all sober livings are not created equal. There are some good ones out there. There's some ones out there that, in my opinion, it's just my opinion, but I'm right, uh, they should be closed uh, because it's just flop houses and people are making a profit on other people's disease and death. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about, if you don't mind, what happened at the end result with Lacey and how has your family dealt with this? Because the grief has to be beyond words. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. It's been uh, three, three years. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's been three years now. Um, and um, what ended up happening to her was... Um, you know, she was in and out of rehab, you know, mm-hmm. in and out of our house, you know. Um, very, very hard on my marriage. I've been married to the same person for almost 36 years. Wow, that's almost illegal in California. We, yeah, and we, we have a, we have a son. Um, they, they're 20 months apart. He's younger. Mm-hmm. And um, we both, you know, here's the interesting thing, too. He both, they both went to the same school. Right. They both lived in the same neighborhood mm-hmm. with parents, you know. I mean, same 
stable, you know, family. We don't have any, you know, any issues with any, I mean, you know, I mean, we're, you know, we're not perfect people, but I mean, there's no, you know, real issues with any kind of problems in our family. Sure. And one of, you know, the one that was 20 months older went this direction, and the other one is totally, you know, getting on with his life and fine and never had a drug problem. So, you know, you just don't know. And, and you also don't know if maybe some there's some genetics involved in some of this stuff. Sure. Um, that leads people towards addiction. I, mm-hmm. I think there there probably might be in, in genetics. But anyway, um, she got out of, uh, out of the rehab and she came home. And um, right before she passed away, she was, seemed to be doing better. She thought she got a job, another job, um, and uh, one that she really, really liked. She liked, was like working for a veterinarian that um, uh, took care of exotic animals as well as domestic animals, mm-hmm. and she loved animals. That art and animals were like the two things that were like her life. Sure. And um, she was so compassionate with animals. I've never seen almost anybody be that compassionate with anything. And so she really loved working there. And um, she'd been on the job about six weeks. And she, you know, we went out of town. My husband and I went out of town to do a show. And we, we, were, we were, it was right before Easter Sunday. I'll never forget it. Because every time Easter Sunday comes around, I, you know, just, you know, I think of this. Sure. Uh, of course. But um, we was at home. And when we left for our, for our show, we told her, you know, the rules, you know, Keep it together. Nobody in the house, you know. And she goes, oh no, no, I'm just going to go to work. I've got a busy weekend. And we were up north, and what she had done, we found out afterwards because we had access to her phone and her Facebook and all these things that she knew we were going out of town. And the little devil was going, "Hey, you know what you can do? Because your parents are going to be gone." Mm. And so, of course, when that little devil talks, it's like, okay, I, I can't say no. Sure. And so she was looking for, for opiates um, mm-hmm. with anybody she could connect with. And she couldn't find any opiates that weekend, but she did connect with somebody who brought her over some other prescription drugs, like some, you know, Adderall and those kind of drugs. And sure. drug addicts will, as you know, will sometimes use any kind of drugs they can get their hands on. Oh, yeah. And and I guess, you know, she used these drugs and she she was a little foggy and kind of messed up the day the next day she went to work and her boss, you know, sent her home because she was crying and she was upset and she was obviously, you know, messed up and the, the boss didn't really know she was used drugs but yeah. thought she was just having some personal issues, sent her home. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't really know what happened the next the, that night, but the next day she went to work. Um, on Saturday, and about 9.30 in the morning, I guess she, she was at work, and accidentally, somebody had, um, one of the other vet techs, accidentally, had left out a vial of veterinary fentanyl. Mm. And um, this, of course, isn't even the kind of fentanyl people are getting on the street. I mean, I mean that's deadly. This is, this is like pure fentanyl. This is like wow. stuff that people can't even get their hands on. And and we had never had the fentanyl talk because this was prior to Prince dying and prior to all the fentanyl that's in the news. Right. And, you know, we never had the talk, not that it would have changed things, but I never said to her, 
gee, have you heard about fentanyl? Gosh, be sure you stay away from that because that's 80 times stronger than 100 times stronger than heroin. Mm-hmm. You know, it never had that talk. And um, she obviously knew it was an opiate. And I think what I think is that she didn't really know how strong it was. She just knew it was an opiate. And she saw it, and the little devil said, hey, you know, look at this. And she grabbed a syringe and took that and went in the bathroom and injected it. And uh, basically, she she passed out. I mean, you know, she stopped breathing. And um, when they started looking for her and couldn't find her, and then they saw the bathroom was locked, they broke down the door mm. and um, saw her there in the bathroom and the, saw the vial and saw the needle and and they quickly gave her CPR and uh, called 911. And uh, they got her heart started, but uh, I took her to the, uh, the ICU, but she never she never breathed on her own again. And sure. uh, the next day, which was Easter Sunday, Bob and I, we were given the news. We came back from Sacramento and uh, to the hospital. And they ran all kinds of tests on her. And she was completely brain dead because she had been without oxygen, probably what they can guess, maybe 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah, that's and, what you know, I was You can only go without be. oxygen for maybe three or four minutes before you start having brain damage. Right, right. And so basically she she was on life support, but um, she, had no, she had no brain damage, brain uh, function. No brain activity, right. No, so uh, we ended up... Uh, and I know she would have wanted it because we also checked, and she had checked the box on her driver's license that she had renewed like about a week before her birthday, which was just a month before she died. Wow. Um, that she wanted to be a donor. And, you know, of course, I don't think she ever, you know, thought that that would happen. But she did check the box. And so uh, four days, five days later, um, they uh, they uh, harvested a, her liver and two kidneys and from what I understand, I've met the liver recipient, and uh, the recipients are doing well, and she saved three people's lives. So. Wow. Well, that's that's pretty powerful that even out of her death, she still was able to yeah. pass life on to yeah. three other people. That's. Yeah. Um, I think that's. I think and we never know what the real cause is, just some of us have different wounds. And we try to find ways to heal, and sometimes through that effort, um, death takes place, and the family's left with questions that will never be out, never be answered, because right. what is an adequate answer to that? There really isn't. No, and and you know, of course, you know, you know that the stages that you go go through, and of course, you know, you know, people, you know, you always hear, um, you know, you hear people say, you know, oh, there's, there's there can be no worse death than the death of a child. And, you know, and, and not experiencing it, you just kind of go, yeah, oh, yeah, that would be, you know, that would be horrible. Mm-hmm. But if and when it happens, it's like, you know, you can't, even like for myself, I've been in grief losing my parents and, and grief losing, you know, friends over the years, sure. and, you know, whatever. But I never really knew the depth that your heart can can feel. That's... I, I never knew that, that you could feel that much grief. And that's right. You know, it's it's just been a it's been a it's been a process. You know, I've I've I had counseling. I've been to counseling. I mm-hmm. 
I belong to a couple online um, uh, grief sites. Good. Very, very good. And um, also the uh, the organ donor, uh, One Legacy, their, their organization, they gave me really good over-the-phone counseling for about three months. Good. Well, and, and you know, along those lines, a couple of things I often recommend to people that I work with, families and such. One is a book by Dr. Harold Kushner called When Bad Things Happen to Good People. And an organization called Compassionate Friends. Uh-huh. And Compassionate Friends are for people who've lost, uh, well, children who've died and also people who've gone through suicide. Uh-huh. Uh, but there's people who've gone through the loss of their children. And while I can't take all the pain away, sometimes it is helpful to have people who've had that experience because people who haven't had that experience sometimes unwittingly say the most uh, painful things to people. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and they're, not, they're not trying to be, you know, they're not trying to make you feel bad. But, right. you know, it's like, it's like, like we, people say, you know, gosh, I, I, I know how you feel. I know how you must be feeling. Yeah, and, you, you, and we don't. And, you know, and a, a person that just lost their child, you know, is like, no, you don't. <laughs> That's um, correct. And, and, of course, it's hard, you know, because I see her friends, I mean, you know, the community, we used to live in the same community, and I see all, you know, I see her friends on Facebook or whatever, and they're getting on with their lives, and they're all approaching now 29 or 30, mm-hmm. and many of them are married with children, and, you know, I just I just say, Lisa, you know, she she'll never be there, you know, she's never going to get married, she's never going to have a baby, she's never going right. and and then I start feeling sorry for myself. Mm-hmm. And and you know I, you know it, it, it takes you, you. It really helps to be spiritual, whether or not somebody's sure. religious or not. It, it helps to be spiritual and 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 you know be easy on yourself and mm-hmm. don't beat yourself up because, like you said, the three C's. Yeah, you, you can't control it. it. You didn't can't cure it. You can't con- control it. And, yeah. You know you have to be kind. And you're not at fault. Yes. You, you just, that's the hardest thing, I think, is to come to the realization you're not at fault. You didn't cause this yeah. to happen. Yeah, because cause you, cause you relive, you know, it's like a natural thing to say, what if, what if, what if. Yes. You know, what What if I wouldn't have gone up north that weekend? What if I would have stayed? What if, what if we our, our gig would have been canceled and, and I would have been here? And, and, you know, she wouldn't have had those, those people over that, that, that gave her the drugs that, you know, ultimately didn't kill her, but, you know, kind of fogged her out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, you know, it's not to say that, that this wouldn't have happened. Something like that would have happened at another day. What would sure. have happened, you know, what if they wouldn't have accidentally left out that sentinel? What if? What if? And yeah. I think that's what, uh, you know, goes through everybody's mind. Yes. With, with tragedy. What if? What if, you know, that, that, that light didn't turn, you know, red or turn green or whatever? Well, there's also and, the, the woulda, coulda, shouldas that people go through as well. They... Because we're trying to make a scenario where this didn't take place, is what was yeah. happening. And yeah. it, it did take place, and we're powerless over that. Yeah. But our heart says we, we can't. Somehow we have to be able to change this. We have to be able to go back in time. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. why facts and feelings are two different worlds. Exactly, exactly. And. You know, I, I, I live with it every day. I think about my daughter every single day. And, yes. 
you know, and I probably cry less than I used to, but I but I still cry. Like, you know, I'll just break down and just cry. And you know, it's been it's a process, and I and I you know, time does help, I think, but mm-hmm. I'm a long way from being healed, and I don't know that I ever will be completely healed from from this. Well, we have just a little more than a minute left, and so. Um, could you tell our listeners some of the programs that you found helpful for some yes. of the listeners that might be dealing with this as well? Yes. Um, well, online, I highly recommend um, a Facebook uh, a community called The Addict Mom. That's mm-hmm. spelled like addict with an S, mom, on Facebook. Uh, it's a really good community for addicts and their mothers. Um, mm-hmm. Not the addicts, but the, for the moms and to, sure. to share this information. Um, there's also one for um, uh, people that have lost their children, and it's called GRASP, G-R-A-S-P as in Paul, GRASP. Mm-hmm. And it's a forum on Facebook for people who've lost their children to, mm-hmm. uh, to addiction. Um, uh, those are the primary ones that I've dealt with, but the, the sources that you're citing, too, are, are, are great. So I highly recommend those two. And, of course, Al-Anon or Naranon. Sure, those are great programs. If you would, because we're, we're in our last uh, 30 seconds or so, mm-hmm. um, I, I know that we have a way of getting in touch with each other. If you wouldn't mind emailing me some of those programs or, or links to them, I'll be glad mm-hmm. to put them up on our Facebook page for the show, okay. uh, Viewpoint with Father John. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.